All right. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm here with Rob Farion. Did I did I get that correctly? Yeah, Farion. Farion. I apologize for that. And no worries. You know, Rob is a co-founder of Flying V Marketing Group, a massive marketing agency based in Orange County, California, that does a variety of, of digital marketing services. So um, they've scaled their business really impressively um, over the $2 million mark, and we're excited to have them on today. Yeah, Nick, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here with your audience. Yeah, so what what do you guys sell? What are the core services and what uh, is your client look like? Yeah, so we're we're a full-scale agency. Um, so we are, you know, from kind of A to Z outside of, we don't do like video film productions, kind of the one marketing lane we don't cover. We have partners for that, but uh, we're really big on creating strategies. So um, processes and systems as it relates to marketing and advertising to generate the results that our clients are looking for. And then in terms of the makeup of those strategies, yeah, you're talking web design, development, search engine optimization work for organic traffic, lots of paid media buying, obviously. So covering all the different platforms there, Google search, uh, meta platforms, LinkedIn, et cetera, and then pretty big content uh, marketing arm as well. So that's going to cover a lot of blog writing, article creation. Uh, that obviously goes pretty hand in hand uh, with our search engine optimization work. Uh, so yeah, we always say 50% output of services in terms of deliverables. Uh, we're really hands-on from a consultation standpoint too. So you're kind of getting not only the, uh, the deliverables, but also the guidance, right? The feedback, reporting and analytics. Because um, yeah, emphasis on performance for us is huge. That's obviously how we're going to be judged in terms of whether or not we're worth uh, worth the investment. So yeah, that kind of gives a, a brief synopsis of how we work and really identifying the needs of each individual particular client that we're working with. And so how many clients are you working with and what's your team structured like right now? Yeah, sorry, I missed that part of the question. Yeah, so we have, we have about 40 um, retainer-based clients, right? Nice. So we're still a smaller boutique size agency, but that allows us again... I think to be a lot more hands-on and involved uh, with our yeah. clients and kind of sitting side by side with them uh, as we as we operate uh, these marketing endeavors, uh, clientele uh, wide variety. So everything from your e-commerce. Um, I'd say if we were to niche down, right, kind of have this professional services umbrella that we work a lot in. So a lot in uh, finance, financial advisory, RIAs. Uh, insurance, legal, medical, real estate. Uh, those are kind of, I'd say, our wheelhouse lane. So a lot of B2B stuff there um, that makes up a, a big chunk of our portfolio. But like I said, you know, we have car washes, uh, blue collar type businesses. Um, so kind of all across the board, just depending on are they a fit in terms of, hey, they want to grow. They understand the value of marketing and advertising. And then we think we can support as well. So uh, current team size, we're at 20 uh, in terms of headcount and and growing. So yeah, we're uh, we're really in the growth phase, pedal to the metal, and and trying to take this thing to the next level from where we've we've already gotten. So yeah, how long have you been doing this? 2015 um, was kind of the conception idea. Uh, idea came, and then 2016 founded. Um, but I'd say really like. 
last two, three years, you know, it's like the 80, 20, right. We've seen like 80% of the growth of the business kind of that, you know, it's true. They always tell you, Hey, you make it five years and then you start to, you know, see the, the compounding results happen quite a bit quicker. And then COVID for us was kind of an, an inverse thing, right. To where it really put an emphasis and focus on businesses that, we're either utilizing traditional lines of marketing or we're heavily relying on referral and word of mouth, obviously yeah. press them into that digital space a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, since 2020, I mean, we've been a sprint. Uh, so for the last three years and and continuing now uh, because of the momentum that we've built up. What do you, I mean, what do you think caused that momentum to finally tick? Like after a couple of years of being a certain size, like what, what really caused it? I, I think, yeah, kind of focus. I know we're going to get into it a little bit more, but we we took almost like 12 months um, and said, we're going to really focus on our business. So mm. it's not that obviously we weren't actively entertaining, bringing in new clientele, but we knew that, you know, we were running just into so many inefficiencies, right? It was taking us a lot of times, to, a lot of time to do repetitive tasks. Um, so we really did. We kind of from the ground up rebuilt how we operate, right? And ways in which we can be more efficient or have better communication as we started to bring in new team members. Um, So that was really critical for us in that, okay, we knew that there was growth opportunities coming and on the horizon, but it was a matter Mm. of like, can we handle it, right? Like, Mm. do we have the systems in place to be able to take on that influx of business? So I'd say that that was kind of a come to Jesus moment with with partners in that, hey, we kind of need to, you know, go back to the drawing board a little bit, reorganize, utilize technology uh, in order to make ourselves run more effectively. Uh, if we can run more efficiently, we can do more, we can provide better service, which mm-hmm. is going to provide yeah. better results. 100%. And what were some of those major systems that you put in place that you felt like oh, have allowed you guys to scale? Yeah. First one, definitely just communication channels in general. So obviously yeah. outside of kind of the basics, right? Your, your email, you've got Zoom client, right? For client calls, especially when we're doing everything remotely. Um, but I'd say, yeah, we're a big, big Slack team. So that, you know, as we started to onboard new members, we're a completely remote team. Um, so I'd say that was a really big catalyst just in terms of one, the communication, but then two, the organization, right? So starting to set up different threads and channels and um, being able to pull in other uh, tech stack pieces to integrate within those channels as well. Um, and especially for myself too, right? Like as a founder, mm-hmm. as you start to grow, you know, time becomes your most valuable resources, but you don't have a lot of it with as much as going right. on. Um, but with that tool, I mean, whether I'm out and about or heaven forbid, I, I get away for vacation here or there, you know, I have everything really dialed just in terms of what's happening within the organization directly within that, that one platform. So um, yeah, that's been, that's been a very critical piece of the puzzle. And then from there, I think it's just the operating procedures, right? So mm-hmm. laying out, hey, here's how we do things. Here's how it works. Here's how it operates. When this happens, this should happen. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that kind of allowed us to fill in you know, the rest of the tech stack just in terms of what we needed in terms of operating for our business specifically. Yeah. And I mean, how do you guys manage clients and projects? So you guys have like a project management tool or CRM. Yeah, we do. Um, So yeah, definitely have a CRM. I'd say the CRM is more pre-sale, right? So that's pipeline type stuff, keeping track of leads, uh, follow-ups, making sure that, okay, proposals, right? We run all of that deal flow through 
uh, HubSpot. We use HubSpot CRM. We've been with them since day one on, you know, they have that freemium model. So we got away with the free model, you know, for four or five years. We're on some version of their paid now. Um, but yeah, that handles pretty much everything up until deal close. Um, and then from there, we're using Jira. Uh, so we were on Trello, kind of outgrew that a little bit. Um, and, and Jira is an Atlassian product as well. So we use all of that in terms of like ticketing, reporting, um, subtasks, teams uh, in terms of notifications and managing all basically our client project work through there. And then that has integration into Slack for notifications, email as well, um, depending on the teams that need to be notified or who needs to know, hey, what's on our to-do task, task list for the day. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realize, not a lot of agencies I talked to use Jira. I didn't realize it was so much of like an all-in-one tool. Um, yeah, it works pretty well. Um, yeah. We we went through a pretty decent size implementation with them. We actually hired, mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to get the software. We got the software. We did hire like an implementation team to kind of build it out more custom for how we wanted it and needed it. Um, so it works pretty good. I mean, it's pretty much a, a ticketing system, right? We have a parent ticket, for example, for the client. Underneath that, you'll have sub tickets based on, you know, are they SEO, Google ads? Mm -hmm. That obviously starts to assign teams. Um, mm -hmm. We keep threads just in terms of general conversation on the project. And then I, I think the big thing is the tasks, right? So like mm -hmm. when we have performance calls or strategy calls, okay, what are the takeaways in terms of what we need to get done? Great. Mm -hmm. We have someone from an administrative standpoint, get in there, sign the task, um, assign the task to the actual individual. Uh, mm -hmm. put the put the people that need to be watching the task to at least see it see it through um and yeah that's been that's been super helpful just from an organization standpoint because mm -hmm. you know with 40 clients isn't it's not a lot but it is also 40 different businesses right with yeah. 40 different things or 40 different requests that are coming in at any moment so that's where it can get a little sideways if you don't have that organization and this you said this admin person is is organizing tasks is that like a dedicated person? Is this the account manager? No, yeah, yeah, good clarification needed there. So that'll be someone like based on the individual teams, right? That we just assign mm -hmm. to where, okay, when that team's having a particular meeting, we have somebody that's responsible for what are the takeaways, right? Um, we're also using automation there just in the sense of Fireflies, uh, note taker, right? To where, okay, if we need to go back and pull queries, especially with the AI components that they have now to pull out, hey, what do we need to get done? We can do that mm -hmm. quite a bit quicker, but sometimes just easier having that human be there and saying, okay, I know what we need to do off of that. And then go ahead and get that thing in there to where it's all documented and, and ready to go. And then, you know, that's creating obviously notifications to get the work done based on who, who's, who, who it's uh, being assigned to. Smart. That's smart. Do you guys outsource it all? Uh, the only thing we outsource is our content writing in certain instances. So for me to, you know, we, we work with different types of clientele, right? Like you got a finance guy over here, next guy is a lawyer. So content's obviously a huge piece of what we do from a marketing standpoint. So with those particular niches, we go out and get subject matter experts, right? To where we'll bring them in, supplement them into the SEO team to be able to be the content driver, um, assuming that we need that expertise based on the type of clientele that it is. Um, video video production, like I mentioned earlier, photography, we outsource mm -hmm. that. So I'd say more, those guys are just more partners. They kind of know what we need in terms of, okay, what they're going to shoot makes it nice for the client. You know, we can bring those guys to the table. They're trusted by us. 
Um, they're working with us already a lot of the times and then video can get what we need to from an advertising perspective pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, I'm assuming these 40 clients, are they on like a recurring plan? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we work on a retainer model. Um, so it'll, it'll vary, right? Depending on what the stack of the services are. Um, and then, um, you know, six month, 12 months agreements, right. In terms of just how we close those deals, uh, we need some runway, you know, obviously getting things up and running. There's a lot of heavy lifting early on, and then it takes a little bit of time for us to get the ball rolling in terms of performance and results. Uh, but yeah, I'd say a majority of those are, are obviously retainer based there. And then one-off projects are going to be like your website projects, right? So website redesign or client needs a website built from scratch for a new business, startup, et cetera. Um, that's where we'll have that one-time project. And then a lot of times we try and roll that into, you know, being a monthly retainer and all right, let's make that, let's make that website investment work for you now. And the teams you assign to each client is like their one point of contact or is the client talking to multiple people and, and things like that? Yeah, good question. So we really, quality control for us, I think is, is key. So we don't have like someone underneath me, let's say that's just a, an account manager. So you're actually mm -hmm. working directly with the individuals that are doing nice. the work. Now, with that being said, like at the partnership level, we still have, there's three partners, including myself in the organization. We still have pretty intimate involvement mm -hmm. in our client accounts. And then we have individual, uh, two individuals underneath us that are kind of right hand, I call them, they're my right hand guys. So we have a president of operations and then we have a VP of performance. So ops guys responsible for, hey, are things running smoothly? Are there any kinks in the armor? Um, communication with the client, reporting, everything being delivered on time. And then performance side, he's strictly, hey, <laughs> I always say, up into, are we moving up and to the right, right? Um, yeah, in yeah. terms of performance. And then underneath that, yeah, we're going to have individual teams, but that's still more or less being managed by those individuals, the partners, but the individual teams will have senior uh, seniors in terms of like, okay, senior PPC specialist, senior SEO. Um, so those are, those have a couple different people, um, depending on the, uh, the, uh, service type. Amazing. All right. Do you have anything else that you think operationally has made you guys run so efficiently and to be able to handle all these clients and keep them happy? Um, yeah, I think yeah. SOP, SOPs have been huge, right? So like really mm -hmm. starting to document everything you do. Cause like, that's one of the things we realized is like, okay, we're doing the same task over and over and over again. And then it was like, well, I know how to do it, but I don't know how to show anybody else. And now I don't yeah. have the time to do it. Right. Right. Um, so we use loom, uh, L L O O M just the video recording to where like any process or anytime someone has to do something that we don't already have documentation for just turn loom on, you know, voice record what you're doing, walk the person through it. Nowadays with the transcription stuff, you know, it kind of writes out that SOP immediately. You can obviously, you know, make it do, do screenshots, different things like that if you want to build it out. But I think just having that um, resource library yeah, yeah. has been key, right? So not only for nice. like, not only for employees that have been working for us for a while to where if they need to go back or maybe it's somebody that's picking up the slack on something, they have resources, but especially people we add in, right? It's like, hey, a lot of those resources are right there to where... I don't have to be the one spending time to go and show them how to go and do it. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's been key. And then automation too, right? So mm -hmm. like going back, I mean, sales wise, uh, we have 
we have follow-up sequences that look manual as if you know mm -hmm. we're getting but really at the end of the day it's just all automated sequences when lead flow comes in based on follow-ups that are necessary um, same thing with proposal software uh, we use panadoc that's setting expirations reminders on on clientele um, and then zapier uh, is a lifesaver obviously that's doing a million different things within our organization as well as with our clients too um, so helping helping them from an enablement standpoint too because as a marketing agency you run into this sometimes or hey we can be doing a great job but if they're not ready for that influx or they don't have processes you know you're kind of coaching them through that like sales enablement right like hey we need yeah. to get this piece from an operational standpoint in there to make sure you're maximizing lead flow and the dollars you're spending on the marketing side in terms of closing deals where did you learn just how to structure these sops and automations and zapier it's it's not easy things to do school, it, school yeah. of school of hard knocks yeah, yeah uh, sure. literally literally so i went to school like just i didn't take school very seriously to be quite honest with you it was just like check the box type thing for me um neither of my parents went to college so i think like my idea of the value of a college degree was just finish it right get it done yeah. as quick as possible so it was just like a business admin major bounced around a few different jobs kind of got introduced to marketing at one of those jobs but really just you know taught myself web programming some coding language that obviously opened up the door to the seo stuff and then youtube right like youtube's literally so many people in this space but it, it's true and then just just trial and error, you know, it's like, hey, get get a Zapier account set up, start to work through some of the zaps. Some will work. You'll have to work around, get workarounds on the others. But yeah, just majority just self-taught. Yeah, to be yeah, quite honest. So trial, trial and error. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way you got to do it is fail until it until it works. Which... It's true. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things with our employees too. We push that, right? It's like we want, I don't want to show the SOPs are nice now, right? As but also it's mm -hmm. you know, get your hands dirty. At least go try it with the SOP on your own. Okay, then at that point, if you're still running into issues, we someone can come in and show you how to do it. Because yeah, I mean, just messing around, breaking stuff on your own is the best way to learn yeah. all this stuff. And do you host all these SOPs somewhere, or is it in like a Google Drive? Or yeah, yeah, we're a G Suite um, yeah. company, so yeah, we have pretty like deep folder structure now just in terms of you know where all those sops are persisting um loom on the video side too they do a good job of like giving you some video organization and library um within the loom account to where you can go and pull that stuff but yeah primarily most of that you know we're getting a source file and uploading that into some sort of folder structure based on what it is you're looking for right so sops open that that folder's got web design web development seo right jump in there and then you've got continuous subfolders from there based on what you're looking for amazing well um congrats on all your success so far and hope you guys keep scaling what's um what's next for you guys you think to to keep growing yeah um we're definitely like i said in that growth mindset um but we're starting to we think we've identified a few gaps here just in the marketplace in terms of like what we know we're good at and then mm -hmm. clientele. So like e-commerce SEO and programmatic SEO for e-commerce brands. Um, what we find is like a lot of e-commerce companies and it makes sense, right? They just go directly to paid media. It's like, okay, yeah. hey, I can go pay, um, acquire traffic, sell something, right? Get my 
return calculation versus when you talk about SEO, it's longer term game. And they're like, well, why would I spend money on that when I can just go spend money on this and make money right away? And I get that. So we're actually working like pay for performance type model. Um, we think there's a big gap in the market there. Um, so yeah. that's going to be a big focus for us, which um, we've picked up a few new e-commerce clients, which hasn't been hasn't been a big sector for us. But uh, yeah, we've been finding some good success there. And, and that kind of rolls into our content production, too. Uh, we've got a pretty strong uh, content production process as well um, when we load up writers and can can pump up. We're doing, yeah, we're probably doing two, 250, 300 content pieces a month at this point. So uh, lots wow. of content, uh, lots of content. And your writers and content teams in-house? Uh, the writers are not, but in terms of the management of the process and the QA, that yeah. is all in-house, right? So we yeah, we have a director of content. We do have a couple of writers just when we can get away with it, where we don't need a subject matter expert. Right. Um, but, and then they handle a lot of the QA, uh, the QA from a content quality standpoint, and then you move that into, okay, quality content now optimize it for search. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, all that whole process. And then obviously getting that stuff output on the website too. So, and then yeah, that feeds into that programmatic SEO component to where, creating a lot of content pages with new new URLs that are targeting specific keywords mm. that we think there's gaps in the market to drive new traffic and visibility as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so you guys bring in a, a SME for each major client? It will depend. Yeah, it'll, it'll depend. It will depend for sure. Yeah. yeah. We can get away with content creation, right? If it's not like legal matters or healthcare finance is another one right yeah. so but yeah we have yeah. other clients that you know like a amusement park client we have right we can get away with writing hey 10 10 best rides or whatever it may be so yeah, yeah really it's just kind of a case-by-case -case basis in terms of where we need to supplement um and that really is because you know we don't we want the client to know that hey they're getting high quality um and we're not delivering something that we're trying to fit square peg round hole because we don't have somebody that really knows what they're talking about in that particular space yeah amazing well that's all my questions you have um where where can people find your your website website's great yeah flyingvgroup.com linkedin uh i'm pretty active on there just personally as well as company account uh instagram x i still i still feel weird weird calling it x but yeah <laughs> flying v group they're all the handles are just flying v group and then yeah my name rob farian rob with two b's so that kind of makes it a little bit easier uh, yeah, I would love to connect with everybody. I think, you know, having that strong network, we're always looking to support network contacts um, really just collaborate with everybody, right? If we're all collaborating together, then that's helping us all win. Total. Good deal. Well, appreciate your time today. This has been awesome. Yeah, Nick, thank you.